0: And a pleasant good evening, everybody. We are tonight's entertainment. Uh, I am Steve. This is the Put It In The Book show presented by PopCulturePros.com. As always, got my good friends here. I got Keith. Yo! Right over there. What's with up, With a nice nice background. You're Shea right, Stadium, huh? baseballs, one. 5 card you know it's old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Rodriguez. All right, down there welcome what's up we got producer joe behind the imaginary glass uh will be uh ensuring that we have just a fantastic show as we typically do uh and before we do that
1: and if we don't it's producer joe's fault
0: it is always producer joe's fault uh so but but, (laughs) right Before we get to that, uh, before we get to the Brooklyn Water Coffee stuff with Keith, uh, just a little rundown. We're going to finish up uh, what we started last week in our predictions versus reality, how, what we predicted and how close, perfect, or far off we were from the 2020 season. Uh, I've also got some news to talk about, obviously, uh, with uh, potential for free agent signings. We got our first one. Timmy, what's up? Uh, and then, uh, you know, the GM search. All that good stuff. Um, and we'll get to all that and more. Chime in with your comments. Talk to us. Diana, what's up? Let's go Mets, as always. Love the blue and orange hearts. That's just phenomenal. I, I, I like it a lot. All right. Enough of me. Let's toss it on over to Keith
2: to talk about a Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters. This broadcast it was brought to you by... Joe's fat alien head. Wait, hold on. What? Oh. <laughs> hey, producer Joe. <laughs> uh, that's our producer Joe with a funny picture. So so just shouting out. Photo uh, booth. Yeah. Phenomenal. This was uh, broadcast brought to you by Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters. You know what? Well,
0: hold on, Keith. We just started. It's, it's not past tense. It wasn't was brought to you by. It is brought to you by. I said was.
2: <laughs> Twice. Oh, is the show over yet? <laughs> I <mean, it's> <laughs> uh, roasters.com This show is and will be Brought to you by them uh, From their roastery to your front door Only the finest beans are hand selected By your mama and company For your Ooh. coffee uh, It is some delicious oh, stuff uh, There's a lot of different flavors And varieties you can try One of my favorite is Cinnabu's Which is a part of the high energy caffeine line 50% more caffeine per cup Um then is what we like to call our friend Rodriguez Jacked Up Cupcake. Uh it's a rich vanilla flavor uh coffee, also 50% more caffeine. I'm gonna explain the taste of Cinnabuzz, because I think you can get it by the name. If not, then you're just not gonna get it. Uh there's a whole <laughs> lot of other flavors out there that is not 50% more caffeine, such as uh Winter Wonderland, one of my favorite. Um it's that time of year. Yep. It is, it is delicious. Uh, I just had a cup this morning, yeah, followed nutritious. by a cup of Cinnabuzz. Um, the other coffee that I really don't like, but it's really popular, is dark roast, dark chocolate, <laughs> a rich, chocolatey flavor coffee. Uh, Isn't and
1: that Karachi's think- favorite?
2: I think it so, yeah. sure is. Well, I'm not a chocolate person, but it, it, you know, everybody who likes chocolate and have tried it has told me it's delicious. That's just my opinion. So I'm not saying the coffee itself is bad. Um, and a good thing about it is it's chocolate, right? So it's got to be loaded with calories, right, Farach? How many calories come coming at? It's zero calories. Boom.
0: I lose weight when I drink that coffee. <clears throat> yeah, right. Because you get it's all like chocolate bouncing it. all over the place, running to walls and it.
2: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? It gives you the runs? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even uh, say it. had
1: to say it. <laughs>
2: it, You know, everybody who likes chocolate has given me tons of compliments on it. Tons of runs. And if you're not into flavors, uh, there's a medium roast. I think medium roast is their most popular coffee. It is delicious. It is wonderful. It's filled with beans from all over the world. Hand picked for you, brother. Check um, them out www. Had to mute because my uh, throat was getting a little clogged up there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Roasters dot com. From their <laughs> roastery to your front door, it's guaranteed to ship within 24 hours of its roast Sweet. date. Um, check them out, and if you act now, oh, two for three, and buy two bags, and then on checkout use the code MASK ON. No. Oh my goodness, I forgot again. Hold on. Really? seriously? Yeah, I did. Oh, what, what
0: network are we broadcasting on right now?
2: Pop culture pros. Boom. So if you use code Pop Culture Pros, but I'm sure I'm sure code.
0: any moment now it's gonna scroll across the bottom of the screen. I'm I'm positive Bef- that's gonna happen.
2: Before I was talking, do you mind? I don't have to, I don't wanna you. <laughs> before, you, before you before you use that code, you have to also go to YouTube <laughs> Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, and give Pop Culture Pros a like, as well as to put it in the book show, the P show on all of those different yeah. social media outlets. Today, Pop Culture Pros get you your third bag free. You have to buy two. Uh, there is a variety of flavors. Try them out. Don't be don't be a scared. Don't be a scared, Norton. Brooklyn from the roaster to your front door. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Yeah, and like
0: <laughs> keith like like you were saying uh even even the flavors that you think that you may not like i'm not a big cinnamon uh guy per se but i, I tried the the cinnabuzz and it, it's not it's not you know too overbearing it's not powerful enough to like you're like i i don't want this coffee anymore uh so there is that i appreciate you there frank terzio What's up, buddy? I believe this is the first time we've seen that name. So, cheers to you!
2: Is uh, that Diana? Was that in response to me saying you had the runs?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good man. They, they don't, they don't, they don't make a a runs emoji. It's just solid, you know, solid poop. But <sighs> all right. So, last we left off, um, we 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 kind of got halfway through the prediction slash reality. Uh, stuff that we were talking about from the 2020 season, uh, and I I want to say that we left off with was it Rosario? That was the last one. Uh, that was the last one that we uh, discussed because I did not want to finish the episode on a sour note. I wanted to finish it, and I you know Rosario, you know maybe took a step back, but is still our shortstop as of now. So let's start off. I'm going to skip the same person that I didn't want to finish off with last week because I don't want to start off this week on a sour note. Frank, as a diehard Mets fan, I want to know who is the best right fielder in New York City. It's Aaron Judge or Michael Conforto. Well, I, you, 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 you guys want to do this real quick? I, yeah, I'm yeah, Not not being a homer. I'm, I'm going to go with Michael Conforto because, you know, he stays on the field. He's always he's uh, no, no jinx. I mean, he had that one elbow injury on that freak swing uh, a few years ago in the last week of the season. But he stayed on the field. He's he, you know, he saves runs in, in the outfield. He produces runs uh, at, at, at the plate. And um, this is just off the top of my head. But he does not strike out at the rate that Mr. Judge strikes out. Keith, Rodriguez. Yeah, I, say agreed. Say
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And the big key to me right there is with the first one of the first things you said is being on the field. If Judge was on the field often, or or as often as Conforto, it would be easier comparison. But it's not an easy comparison. Conforto hands <clears> down his stats, his and his durability and consistency. Well, not consistency at the plate. Aside from his last.
0: The air. Careful, right, Rod- 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 Rodriguez? Rod- Rodriguez <laughs> you know, he still has the name. <laughs> but yeah, no, he still I, has um, the
1: name. I, yeah, I mean, babe. Keith is right. He's he's right in the sense that he's he's a cons- consistent player. Um The other guy's going to put up bigger wow numbers. The home runs are going to be there. Uh You know, it's the bronze bombers that type of thing it's going to be like a wild wow factor that I, with judge all the time he's a good he's a he's a very very good player you yeah. know and, and for his size he plays really good defense uh he's a good defensive player but both you guys nailed it on the head when you said hey the guy's not on the field enough so if he's not, if if he stays on the field 150 to 100 uh, if he stays on the field 150 games. He's going to put up bigger numbers, more oh, yeah. explosive numbers than Conforto will, but Conforto's just going to be there steady, Eddie. He's going to be there. He's going to play really good defense. He's going to get. He's going to hit you at 30 home runs now. He's got, God willing, God willing, this is what I've been waiting for. His average is going to stay around 300 yes. or Woo. at least above 280. <clears throat> above 280. Man, that kid, that kid's an MVP candidate every that's year. That's always been gonna, right,
0: Rodriguez. That's that's always been the kind of the range that we've always talked about for Conforto, somewhere between two eighty and three hundred. That's if that what we waiting for. Exactly.
1: Yeah, then we know we have we have a solid ten year superstar. Which I kind of think, uh, let's be honest, I I think we do. I know you guys love him. I I, I mean, yeah. I, I call him the charlatan Sign because him. you know. He didn't prove it yet, and
0: it's a it's motivational factor Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Every time I call him that, he he feels like he he, has to he, he marks it back. on
0: he marks it on his locker. Rodriguez yes. called me charlatan. Boom tick. God he does like the Rodriguez. tick stuff. Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah. yeah. And he real real quick, Frank Frank said anything. that he he lost this for a minute. What did what did we say? So we all said Conforto for you know various reasons. Number one, he stays on the field more often, uh, so he'll be the more consistent contributor. Uh, and, and Rodriguez, just to recap real quick, said you know if he if Judge is healthy, one hundred percent of the time, one hundred fifty games, he'll put up the bigger pop. But consistency is key here. Uh, Good and,
2: job, Diana. Yeah, and if you we always do the replay after the show, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Yeah, um, it stays there. Yeah, and then your favorite podcast channels, Pop Culture Pros. Uh check us out. The yep. put in the book show, the TV show.
0: And pretty soon, you know, you can check us out on Spotify, uh Anchor, Apple Podcast, uh the the What's the Android one? Castbox. Uh and then pretty soon you'll be able to find us on Amazon Music. Mm, look oh, at that. moving up job. in the world. We're getting there. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so let, let let's get to it uh, real quick here. So we're gonna start off with Mr. Brandon Nimmo uh, because I, I we'll will skip over one guy and we'll we'll come back to him. But so Brandon Nimmo, we we were kind of split on the number of games he was gonna play, and it, that was because of the Mariznick factor. Uh, right. You know, we, we were we were un, we were just unsure uh, at you know at at certain points. But overall, we had Nimmo hitting two eighty three. 7 home runs and 16 RBIs. We were pretty damn close, guys. Nimmo actually hit 280, 8 home runs, 18 RBIs. We were wow. we were really really close. That's I was
1: Vegas betting money.
0: Yes. Wow. Uh and I'm just looking to see and nobody nobody kind of hit it on the head here. Uh I will say that Rodriguez hit the average on the head, 280. Everybody else, I had 271, Joe, and, and Keith in the 290, 292 uh, range. But I would say overall, guys, pat yourself on the back. We did pretty damn good on on, on the Nimo stuff there. Uh, uh, what was that wrestler? It. Barry Horowitz. Remember? Uh,
2: <laughs> I always thought he gave himself rednecks. I, I, it was <laughs> I always thought he was like, it was only after a few years I realized that he was patting himself on the back and not giving himself a redneck.
1: He had like, the, <laughs> uh, he had <laughs> the uh, what's that hairstyle?
2: Mullet? Like a the mullet?
1: mullet, he had the, the curly <laughs> mullet.
2: Married. yeah. He was the official. He was the top notch uh, mm-hmm. sucker to get beat on.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Always. Uh, him and uh, who was the, the other guy? The Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler.
2: Brawler. <laughs> yeah, they, like they were good, but they just always lost. Like they dragged out their loss.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking about bums, Yoannis uh, Espedes is next on our list, and we won't spend Why? too. Too much time here. Uh, But I did want to give props to Joe. Joe said that he was going to play 10 games. I believe he played eight. Uh, So (laughs) Joe Joe said that he was going to hit two home runs. I believe he had two home runs. That was – I don't know how many RBIs he had finished up with, but uh, Joe predicted five. Um, Stop.
2: You're making Joe's head big.
0: So he actually – we, you know, combined – we said he was going to hit 266, 10 home runs, 21, 21 RBIs. In actuality, he had a whopping 161, two home runs, and four RBIs, and went out like a little crybaby. I'm not— He went out. Yeah, yeah I mean, just real quick. It was a Saturday Saturday game. I think it was in Milwaukee. Uh, might have been Milwaukee, maybe. Uh, and— he just was a no-show. Sh- no we, everybody in the community, the Mets community was like, oh, I hope he's okay. Nobody's heard from him. And then we get that story about how he just left, never showed up. And it was a playing time situation because the previous night, there was a Zoom call and the lineup was announced and Johannes Cespedes was not happy. But if you bat 161, you're going to lose some playing time, especially in a 60-game season. I mean, come on, dude.
2: Yeah, he, he used an excuse that I think his uncle or grandmother, something like that, he doesn't want to get them sick, but you're playing in a bubble. You're not going to see her. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if there was something more to it, but the way he handled that was completely unprofessional. Yeah, for, you know, for sure.
1: <clears throat> yeah, he left on a bad note. He, he's uh, persona non grata in the Mets uh, history lore anymore.
0: And, I wonder um, what team might take a take a chance on him next year.
1: Atlanta. <laughs>
2: I, dude, and, he and he'll
0: and he'll sign with Atlanta just to stick it, try to stick it to us.
2: Yeah, I, I hope that I mean, it's not in our division because he will be on a. mission he's a, mission beast, to stick a it to stick. He's
1: healthy and playing. He's he can be a beast, but that whole inconsistency and craziness with the groundhog or the warthog or a Cow or something it just—it's just enough already. But, after know, having
0: heel surgery, let's, let's go. Let's go surgery. ride a wild boar.
1: Let's go frolic in the jungles of uh, South Florida. And see if we can catch a wild boar.
2: Hey, yeah. Frank, hold those questions. We're going to have a um, hot stove portion of the show, um, and pop them in there then, and we'll be able to address it because uh, we want to yeah. get through these predictions. But definitely hold those questions once we get to the. Hot stove portion, we will address all those questions.
0: Absolutely. All right. So next up was J.D. Davis, uh, who we all know and love. Uh, J.D. Davis, overall, we projected him to be 283, nine home runs and 20 RBIs. Fell short uh in on his batting average this year uh he mm-hmm. he struggled uh, a couple times uh throughout the season, but he did still have some of those clutch hits he still got you know that that going for him and again sixty game season let's not read too much in this but he had two forty seven six home runs and nineteen RBIs. um and and you know rightfully so keith you were actually the closest one to this you you had him at two fifty seven uh i had him at two seventy eight rodriguez at two ninety five and joe at three hundred. So, uh, while congratulations, you're the closest. I wish you weren't, though. <laughs> <laughs> <And> me too. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 no, don't have,
2: I don't have any loss of faith in him, but yeah, it is what nah. it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, potentially, our our uh, MVP. Uh, you know, along with uh, Conforto, and you guys know exactly who I'm talking about here, and that's Dom Smith. Uh, needless to say, none of us saw this coming. None of us saw to the tune that that he delivered. Uh, we all thought he was going to play somewhere between twenty-five and and thirty thirty-five games. You know, we, we weren't we weren't even yeah, sure we how much playing time.
1: Play, yeah, we didn't.
0: Know. Uh, we had him batting average wise. I had him at two forty-four. Keith two forty-eight. Two eighty for Rodriguez. Two sixty for Joe. Um, and so on average, we had him at two fifty-eight. Four home runs and twelve RBIs, and he just demolished. All of that, hitting 316, ten home runs and 42 RBI. So, when you think about the 42 RBI, and you know, it's not an exact science with the multiplying by 2.7 games, but almost, you know, th- almost three times that. You're up over 120 RBIs. <laughs> like, I mean, you have to stay incredible. on a hot
1: streak for the whole year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's insane, but that's the type of hitter he can be. Yep. We all, I mean, I thought it, I always, I never wanted to get rid of him. I wanted to keep them all the time, but I mean, I hope, I hope and pray we get the DH and I never would have said that. And I'm saying that going against my baseball purist life, yeah. I'm saying let's get the DH, man. Cause I want these guys to stay on the, uh, stay on the team. You know, I like Dominic Smith. I like the way he hits. He's got a lot of pop. He plays really, really good defense. And if he can come in and out with um Polar Bear, because Polar Bear is the starter. Let's be real here. Yeah. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, if he comes in and out with the Polar Bear and gives his late-inning defense uh, just to keep himself sharp, the way he can hit, and he hits every day, I mean, geez, that's that's a really potent lefty-righty combination at first base. Oof. Not that we need it. Right, Keith? Well, I mean, right. uh, I Polar mean, Bear
2: can do it all himself. I, outside of a trade of, uh, for Arenado, I don't want Dom Smith going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just throw Got it in you. there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. I, yeah. We're not I,
1: trading anybody. We're buying people now. We're the scanties. unless it's
2: Arenado, let's trade. Anyway, <laughs> jeez. All right. <laughs> so I, I mean,
0: I, we we were cautiously optimistic about this type of a breakout, but you know, if if we're gonna say about J D Davis and about Rosario that this is a sixty game season, shouldn't read too much into it. Do we say the same thing about Dom Smith? Or do you, so we can't be Homer's here and say the Dom Smith thing is actual. That's facts. That's that. That's how this no, guy's going to yeah. hit. And these, then you can't. These are,
2: all, these are all samples, right? So yeah, sixty if, game if, samples, sample of a season. Um, so if if he hit three ten and ten home runs in that sample of a season, he he's you know, I'm not going to say times that by two and a half and that's right. what he's gonna do the whole season. Like to Rodriguez's point is. Streaks and the slumps, but not an exact uh, science. It, it's right, but it, it can it can be if, if you want to just take a number off the top of your head. He can be a two eighty two ninety hitter with twenty five thirty home runs. Amazing. I'll take that all day. Seventy eighty ninety RBIs. So, um, his eye at the plate was so much better uh, during twenty twenty. Um, he wasn't swinging at dumb pitches. He was a lot more selective uh and more confident. It, w- it was great to see. But yeah, I I I don't think you can say he's going to be a uh, 40, 30 home run guy every year. Yeah. You know, 25. Hell, 25 give me, you had, number. I was going to say, give me 25 home runs a year yeah. from Dom Smith. He could do it, it, you know. it's he, like Take
0: it.
1: I think it's the culmination of his last couple of years because if you really watched him, you could see that he was getting it because the longer when, – when his playing time came up and, and he played consistently, he got, he got better. You could yeah. see him getting a little better every time. You know, only the sporadic part of not playing, that's when your average dips and your eye and you lose your eye or if you're in a hot streak you, you kind of fall off a little bit. But if you're playing consistent and he did la he did last year for sure, even though it's a sixty game sample, you know, you don't take it of course, and extrapolate and turn it over three times, but right. what, you, what you do is you say, okay, this guy can play with these guys. He can he can hit with these guys, so he can't hit with these guys because it's obvious that Dom Smith can hit in this league, you know, and it's obvious that J.D. Davis can hit those type of guys. They they, they can play. So, you, you know, J.D. Davis had a bad year. Dominic Smith had a great year. It means that J.D. Davis started off slow and Dominic Smith didn't. That's yeah. all that it really means. Right. You know, the 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 end the end numbers are what matter. And that's why Rosario, too, you have to look at his end numbers. Although, I'm with you. I got to tell you this, Farachi, because I was thinking about it. And Keith and you guys want to get rid of Rosario. And not I'm not saying you guys want to get rid of him, but you would trade him. And I was kind of set against it. But I looked at his stats and I said, this guy's batted over 660-something times, I think. Or over 600 times the last couple of years. And those are the numbers he's put up. In the old days, let's say this: a 500 at bat season, 550 was pretty good, and yeah. these guys were putting up way better numbers than Rosario has put up. So he's batting another hundred times and still can't really get to that 20 home run plateau, or he can't, you know, drive in another five or ten runs. Mm-hmm. I'm really a lot more relaxed with letting Rosario go now, for somebody like a Lindor.
2: Right. Uh, you also, you know, there's uh, Jimenez in, in the background. Um, this kid, this kid. I mean, again, it's a sample, right? But he, he has the makings of a superstar between the glove and the bat and the hustle. Um, but, I, you know, if we go into the season next year with Rosario as a shortstop, I'm not mad. Um, I, I don't want Lindor, but that's hot stove talk. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I personally think, you know. I would do that trade and uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But if, if we, if we, if we keep Rosario, I'm, I'm all good with that because yeah. if he can, you know, string together that se- that season where, you know, we've been, we've been waiting for him to put it all together. He's got, he's got, you know, Dude, when, 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 when you, when you look at his frame, he's got oddly Dude, strong power head. to right center. He's he's, he's good got kid. you know, and he can hit the ball to all fields. Um, when when he's on, so that that's he he's he's got to put that consistent string together. This uh, is like, the
1: year. If yeah. you don't if you don't come up with really good offensive numbers, you're not going to be on this team next year. It's right. almost it's almost a fact that he's going to be traded for somebody or something really good because he yes. has much infield talent.
0: Right. And and who knows what the what the front office, Brad? I know what they say about you know building up the the, the system, not making too mm-hmm. many trades. But if you can trade major league talent with a little bit of minor league talent, that they, they they might look to do that. And again, those are for the baseball minds to sit together in a room and say, okay, we're confident, you know, or is Rosario's right, or is like Rosario that. at the point where you're not going to get more for you? you his trade value isn't high, isn't going to be any higher than it is right now. Whereas, right. you know, it, th- those are the decisions that the baseball people have to make. It, are they confident in a good season where after next year his trade value is high, or you keep him and you extend him, or do you, exactly, stand exactly. Five. That's why it's so difficult to be a baseball guy, <laughs> and you know, making those, making those. You know, we can make the decisions. We make trades all day long. We sign free agents all day long. But. Every day when it all boils down to it and you're making that decision, you're like, shit, 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 shit. Uh, okay, let's do it and just live with it. You know, that, that, that's the hard part. Um, I, all I wrote next to Jed Lowry was LOL. <laughs> Can we even uh, say that about him? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Jake Marisnik in the, in the little bit of time that he played, he played very solid, de- uh, uh, defense, um, I don't good, yeah. I don't know how many at bats he wound up with, but he had three thirty three, a couple of home runs, five RBIs. Uh, but he was that guy where, you know, where we were playing that defensive lineup come the seventh, eighth and ninth inning. Uh, he, he played tremendous defense. Uh, and, you know, the, it's good to have those type of guys in there unless you get that guy to sign a contract that can play great defense and also hit the ball real well. We'll talk about that in a little bit, too. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll you,
1: you, but you can't be that defensive guy to come in in the seventh and eighth and ninth inning and and pull a hammy. You can't <laughs> right. be that guy, you know, because then you're like, "What are you here for?" You're not here exactly. for exactly. See you. Goodbye.
0: Great point. Uh, all right, let's let's jump into pitchers real quick. Oh, that's good. All right, Grom, baby, Cy uh, We we had him at uh, somewhere between seven and ten victories. Uh, we actually had him overall eight and three, a two point one eight ERA. Uh, he didn't get quite as many decisions as we thought he might get. Uh, he was four and two, a two point three eight ERA. So we we're off just a smidge on the on the um, on the earn run average. You know, we, we we thought that he'd have more decisions. He would finished third in the in the Cy Young award behind uh, Mister Bauer, who we will get to in a little bit um mr laris let's go mets indeed what's up dad indeed. i don't think that there's any you know I, I don't think we need to go into great detail with Dick uh, the grom uh you know the the one thing and we've talked about this on the show and they've talked about it on on air keith hernandez ron darling gary uh gary cohen uh i always go to gary thorne for some reason that's the first guy in in my head i don't know why uh but you know all of us not together have had the conversation exactly sea caucus new jersey uh but all of us have had the conversation separately not us mingling with keith hernandez and stuff but the fact that you know he's stringing together these ridiculous seasons and he should be at the end of the day we'll, we'll we'll see but Now's the time where you start talking about Hall of Fame potential, and the fact of the matter is that Hall of Fame nowadays is going to be completely different. Whether the purists of yesteryear love it or hate it, but the the it, it has to change, right? Because we're not going to get the three hundred game the three hundred game winners anymore. We're not going to get the Tom Seaver three hundred eleven victories. We're not going to get you know uh, Nolan Ryan fifty seven hundred strikeouts because. Longevity is no longer a thing. You know, thir- 25 complete games a year is no longer a thing. T- two complete games a year is a stretch. So, you know, Rodriguez, from a pitching pr- perspective, you got to – and and the same goes for hitting. You know, we're never going to – it's going to be rare to see uh, 3,000 hits because of long- longevity. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Again, guys get hurt often um that's the the hitting side is there's more potential than the pitching side cuz pitching has you know we, we talk about this all the time and how the average of last year was less than 5 innings pitched yeah so if you go that route guys aren't going long uh, if, if if everybody makes a, a you know a complete year of 33 starts you're looking at 165 innings
2: at he, play, he had, right Cygram had 104 Ks in Oh uh, how many how many innings
0: this how many, year? Uh,
2: Sixty eight innings, one hundred and four Ks. Right. My so th- th- those are the
0: types of things. Like Degrom does things that are just ridiculous, but he's never going to get three hundred victories. We can't. We can't score any runs for for him.
2: No. Yeah. You know, how many hope that changes now that we got? We're working on the bullpen and getting a catcher that knows how to call a game. Not
1: oh, going yeah. See, that's why p- pitches in the Hall of Fame are like uh, you. They're dependent on the team. When you're a pitcher, you depend on your teammates. Really, more than than if you're a regular player, an offensive player, or a position player. You know, you, you have to depend de- depend on your team. So you can't you can't be judged the same way. You can't be judged on really the wins and wins the 300 win thing. It's, it was kind of ridiculous to be judged on that because at the end of the day, you may be that dominant pitcher that goes eight nine innings and strikes out the side all the time, but you might also be that that guy that does six seven innings and then a reliever comes in and you win as many games as that as that dominant pitcher. Does that make you a hall yep. of famer? Probably not. You know, pitches, I think, you know, you're gonna have to do some adjusting like with the with the all the young all the young guys and their new stats and, and everything that they come up with. I mean, to me, ERA, how many, how many runs do you give up? Do you keep you know keep your team in the game? That's sh- is that a stat? is that a new stat out there somewhere
2: keeping guess, your team in the game well keeping
1: your team in the game I mean,
2: but but but, but, a but, but that's the thing a quality outing would probably uh be quality the same quality starts but yeah. but is but, a, quality but, is start, a quali- okay. but
0: see see that's the thing though a quality start is 6 innings and 3 runs or less
1: you have to re- you have to define those num hall of fame numbers will be will not be defined by that that's an right. average quality start but right. when you're a hall of famer guy you're talking about Quality starts of a, of giving up a run, of four. If you have thirty starts a year, if you give up a run in fifteen to twenty of those games, that's Hall of Fame type of stuff. Yeah, that's badass. So, so you know, you, like you have to like read Degrom, the right? Numbers. So like
0: like the, like, DeGrom. The, like Degrom. See, like it, it's it's going to be hard, and 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 you know, good luck to those writers who who have the votes, right? But. Like somebody who – like Jacob deGrom, who it's some crazy number. Like 60% of his starts, he's given up one run or less. I know. But he doesn't get those victories because our bullpen has sucked.
1: But that's – that's, that's borderline <laughs> – But those numbers, yes. That's, yeah. you know – because he's not going to have
0: the he's not going to have the typical Hall of Fame numbers. He's not going to have three hundred wins, like I said. He's not going to have the the crazy strikeouts, but he will have the crazy strikeouts
2: per you know per innings pitched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, back back to the fame, The Hall of Fame discussion. The guy was Rookie of the Year, hands down, and I think in five of his seven years of his career, one, two, three, four, five of his seven years, he has been in the top ten for Cy Young voting and twice won it. Uh, What's yeah. his career ERA? His career ERA is 2.61. If you start off with a 2, nowadays, <clears throat> for an ERA, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah,
0: is
1: great.
2: The last, is yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. the last four years, he's averaging more than 10 strikeouts per 9. Uh, and this year in particular, in the shortened season, 13.8 per 9. That's
1: wow. sick. It's, it's ridiculous. That, that's sick.
2: <laughs> I so... mean, we, we, uh, we were at the
0: game, Rodriguez, a couple years ago. He struck out 14 guys, and he had a home run. But we he don't want the him doing that no more. He
1: won, <laughs> be, he won the game by himself.
0: Yeah, I mean, so those all have his... to get adjusted. All, all those, you know, just looking at the numbers without the player, those all have to change, you know, m- moving forward.
1: Right, right. For guys it's, like the grom to make yes. the Hall of Fame, you know, and at, at the same time, you know, one number that does not have to change is longevity. You know, you have to be yeah. that guy that does it for 15 years, 10, 15 years. Of, of being great to, to deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I would say Hall he needs another good.
2: three years of his performance like this at least. And yeah, if he starts tapering three, off, mm-hmm. minimal tape off, uh, fall off to um, make the Hall of Fame. As of right now, if, if he were to continue what he's doing for three more years, I don't see how he can get denied. First ballot. That, that, that would define first ballot at that point.
0: At, 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 at that point. Mm. So he's, he's been doing this since what, 2015. He's 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 been that guy. So and again, re- remember thinking back, he
2: was the he was number three out well, of those guys. It was Harvey. He won Rookie of the Year, right? Twenty fifteen, the World Series year, right? Yeah. Um, he was, and the, he's been
0: consistent ever that since. That was
2: when he, that was when he struck out the side in the All Star game. Oh, yes, and and uh, Joe and Joe uh, Buck
0: said, "Hey, I'm my name wonderful. is Jacob Degrom, and I'm going to dominate the National League for years to come."
2: Yes. Wow, that was. Awesome. I remember that, that quote. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what, Joe? Buffy Best quote ever. Um, well, and then
0: and then the other piece of it is that his average velocity on his
2: fastball is increasing every year. Okay. Right, everybody else see, is dropping. For, for Mets fans, that's you know, pitching form. That's of pitching. course, it's a disappointment that we didn't hit the playoffs this year, right? We had a good opportunity, but uh, the other side of that is a little less wear and tear on on Grom. Yeah. Um, you know, cuz pitchers, you know, especially somebody like him, although it's positive delivery, of COVID delivery looks so <laughs> flawless. It looks so easy. But, you know, it's it's a violent movement regardless. So, um about 140 less innings that he normally would pitch. I'm, right. I'm 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 all about it. And uh and and then you, you also get that attitude.
0: You know, he he's he's a he's mostly a calm guy, but it, when he he, he, even even if he you know, even if a guy gets a little dunker into left field, he is pissed and I love that.
1: It's a competitive nature. That's why he's so good. That's why he's so fantastic. I mean, I mean, look at the look at the guy. He's six, what, six, four 185 pounds. He's a string bean.
0: Nothing. He's, <laughs> he's throwing 98,
1: 99. He's breaking 100 sometimes with and ease. He, and it's all the pitching motion, every, everything. And, you know, I, Throwing a lot doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to be able to pitch for a long time, you know. I, because I, I, I believe in my opinion that throw being a a pitcher into your late thirties and early forties or whatever, a starting pitcher, you you kind of have to be built that way genetically. You have to be predisposed to not break down. You gotta build your strong legs. It's a lot of things that you have to be be, be doing, and I and the Groms motion is so smooth and so. Easy and it's, it just flows, man. You can see that ball just exploding off his fingertips, man. It's it's fa- it's fantastic. And if he stays like that, ah, oh my God, another five years, Keith. Like you said, three to five years of of, of whatever he's doing now, man. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Twenty twenty five, we're good.
2: <laughs> and that anger is not always good for Arch, I.e., Matts. Uh, no, no, the, no, you got to know player, how to control it. Yeah, player himself. I think he's more angry because. I should know better or, you know, uh, I let that one slip. I, I think that's his thought process. <laughs> mm-hmm. Matt's is more like, I can't believe I'm getting hit. And he doesn't adjust. He doesn't do anything yeah. to think about it. He doesn't learn from it. He pouts, lets it get in his head, and blows the game. You know, uh, he did get a little better. Um, well, last year, not so much the year before. He no, got a little he, better yeah, the year before he game. got better
0: with the, that stuff. But Last what you, year he just got shelved. What are you
1: judging Matt's on? You're judging Matt's on him being a number one? Because if you judge him, him, him as a being a number a New York one Nets. Or a two, but if you judge him as a judge him as a number five starter,
0: no, well, right, him right, right now, judge right now we the... have to judge him as like a number
2: nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, no, I'm just judging him based off of his performance. I'm not putting it's him true. like in any position. To me, honestly, I think if we pick up the right players, he's going to be in the bullpen or he's going to be in uh, on the bench. I love, him.
1: I love to put him in the bullpen.
2: Yeah, he'll be the spot
0: starter d- bullpen guy. Uh, it, moving right along here, uh, we don't have to, anything to discuss from Marcus Stroman other than he accepted the offer, and we can't wait to see him do well in 2021. Yes. Uh, next next up, uh, one of the guys that we brought in uh, to kind of replace Mr. Wheeler, uh, Porcello. We had him between five and eight victories. Um, ERA, somewhere between 3.40 for Rodriguez and 4.20 is what I picked. Uh Porcello overall we we had him at six and three, a three point eight oh ERA, and I really wish that's what we got. Uh but in actuality we got a one and seven record, a five point six four ERA. Uh he had little glimpses here and there, but overall it was it was a messy season for him. And the only thing that I can say about it is he owned up to all of it. He apologized for it, you know, to the fans, you know, expected more. Uh, and he fully appla- portion. <laughs> Good job, Joe. <laughs> um, that is the only positive that I have to say about him. He, they, 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 You know, the games that we needed him to step up, which was seemingly felt like a lot, it, it just never, never clicked. Right, guys?
2: We were depending on him really to carry the back of that rotation along with Waka. And uh, I don't remember exactly what Waka did, but they they were not um, a, a, bright spark, spark, a bright spot in that rotation. <laughs> Thus, you know, Sandy's comments during that interview we need pitching help. Uh, you know, getting these guys who are coming off of really bad seasons, really, surgeries, who seem to be washed up, and plugging them in, hoping that they're going to be a diamond in the rough, just doesn't do it when you want to win a championship.
1: Yeah, but like you guys said, we had the worst ownership available. So they were only giving enough money to get guys like Porcello out and Waka Waka. I mean, it was the worst-case scenario for Porcello. But the, I guess the only thing you could say about him, like Parachi said, I mean, the guy owned up to it. He apologized. He wanted to do well. It's his team. He wanted to play well for his hometown team. When I guess this is the one he grew up, uh, you know, cheering for, right? He's yeah, a Jersey
0: boy. Jersey
1: yeah. So, I mean, you know. Thank you. Goodbye, Porcello. You know, take that 82 mile an hour fastball and you know, take it to the back to the American League. That works a little.
2: Honestly, I have no bad feelings about 2020 <laughs> because it ended with the right tone after the season. Unfortunately, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, moving right along here, uh, Stephen Mats.
0: <clears throat> Steven Matz, we had him a uh, total of 6-4 and four at 3.76 uh, ERA. We all had him as an ERA at 3.50 to 3.90, and he completely uh, disappointed us here this year. 0-5, did not even get a victory. Eventually, obviously, got moved to the bullpen at 9.68 ERA. Um, you know, I, I I just don't know, you know, where Matt's kind of goes from here. He's he's the I mean, he's that lefty that we wanted in, in the rotation. And it seems as though and we'll, we'll get to him in a couple of minutes, but it seems as though the lefty that's going to be in the rotation as of right now is David Peterson. And he deserves it. So I I, I you know, there there should be no expectations of Matt's right now. I I know we're going to uh the deadline is actually coming up at eight o'clock for tender non uh, tender, but tender five point two mil yeah, or something like that. yeah. R- rumor has it, uh that we're gonna be uh holding on to Matt's. Now
1: now Matt in wait, in,
0: in, in what in what situation do you completely and utterly fail at your job 0 and five 9.680 RA, and you're gonna make five million dollars next year.
1: And none, no situation that I know of. And that's five about million dollars being a sports guy. I mean, Jesus Christ, even when even when you fail and you suck, you're still filthy rich. It's pretty yeah, Put, put it's us, pretty pretty us in there,
0: like, let us all go in there. <laughs> no, I okay. can do that. I can I put up a 9.680 ERA.
1: <laughs> I can lose every game. Yeah. absolutely and i'll be happy. You can go I'll, winless i'll skip off the mound happy man <laughs> i'm making all this
0: money baby <laughs> thank you, thank you very diana much. that that is our reaction exactly that all the face palms why do you think we're we're keeping him just curious your thoughts on i that. i i my I'll, I'll let you go rodriguez you're, you're the you're the pitching guy
1: well his 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 arm he's got he's got a very talented arm uh he throws 93, 94 miles an hour. You know, he has a, he found the curveball uh, last year, not this, not last year, but the year before, he found the curveball, and all speed pitch to get hitters to lay off that, that straight fastball that he throws, you know, and, and he's a lefty and he's a talented pitcher. The problem, like you guys say, and like we always say, is that it's in his head. He's, he doesn't get a call or he doesn't get a strike that he wants to get. You can see the frustration. You can see the anger in him. You can see that it just throws him off. However, this past season, he went back to Phil Regan. Remember the old uh, yes. uh, yep. 175-year-old pitching coach that we had? <laughs> yep, He the went Hawk, back to bro, him. whatever his name is. Yeah, the, I don't know, the
2: Eagle Scout. The vulture. One. The vulture. vulture. That's was the it the vulture? vulture? Yeah. Yeah, it was the vulture. It was a, it was a freaking bird. <laughs>
1: it a, it's a cool nickname in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, so they work together, and apparently he's got him feeling, making him feel a little better, and he's got him straightened out a little bit more. I mean, you got to Fe- keep a guy Fe- like Fe- that. Regan's Fe- a talented of the talent.
2: coach. He's a good coach, Phil Regan. Um he
1: had him pitching very well. I think he just, I'm telling you guys, a great a head, catcher. A great catcher makes a pitcher like Mats or Muts because he's still a, he's Muts now, makes a pitcher like Mutz a really good a a pretty good pitcher because I was he just about guides to, I him. I was going to say that guides him through the game. And with the other guy that we had Ramos, I mean, he couldn't gu- he couldn't guide him out of uh, out of a parking lot. The poor guy. He, he he needs help. Got all the talent in the world, but he needs help. That's why you keep a guy like that.
2: Yeah, okay? and we, we really need a catcher. I mean. Yeah, and, and
0: we're gonna get that. We're gonna get to that in a couple of minutes here. Um, next up was Michael Waka, He was the other guy that we signed <clears throat> in hopes of putting two guys together, and we were all about it. We were all, you know, waka waka waka, Porcello. Look because at us. We how, had
2: the willpower mentality. Let's use that
0: exactly. So we had the we had the loser mentality at that point, and you oh, know, well, it, I say
1: that. I, I, yeah, I, we. I mean, no, th- but I, I, I prefer to look at his hopeful mentality, not loser.
2: The let's get creative. It could, the diamond it, the it could be it either way, right? Oh, so, this but, guy but sucked the last two years, but he was good four years ago. Let's pick him up,
0: right? So, and coming off an injury, so we 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 rationalized because we had to. Yeah. Remember, remember what, what we mean? said. Yeah, okay. So, so Wheeler signed for twenty three million dollars a year, and we were patting ourselves on the back for getting two quality pitchers or two pitchers who had been quality pitchers for the same amount of money. Who and, have
1: been, who have yes. been. Yes, yeah,
0: absolutely, push. yeah. It, it wasn't without, I mean, you know, it, we we didn't say that without back you know backing up stats that they had, you know, had handled. It's not like Porcello's, you know, this 45-year-old guy. Porcello's still know, in his early 30s
1: because he's been in the
0: league so long. He's He won the Cy Young because he's been in the league so long. It, it It feels like he's that 37-year-old veteran pitcher that you go out and get. That so wait, wait,
1: wait! Now that we're saying this, <laughs> right. now that we're saying this, before we lose, yeah, uh, before I lose my thought what? on this, oh. is, is Strowman is Strowman the same guy? Are we doing the same thing with Strowman?
0: I don't that's think so. That's, my, that could it, my, be. my, 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 I my mean, opinion—it could be, it. yeah, for for think sure. How old is Strowman? Twenty-nine. Let me ask Siri. 29. Hey Siri, how old is Marcus Strowman?
1: Twenty-nine. Seriously, good answer, Siri. Marcus
2: Stroman is twenty-nine years old. So you should just listen to Rodriguez and I. He's twenty-nine old.
0: years old. He so he's tw- of- I, 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 yeah, he's three years younger than than this guy. I I just I I think he's a better athlete. I think he's got I I I, I don't know. um
1: So do I. I. I I trust me. I don't think we're gonna have that with Stroman. I'm yeah. just saying.
0: It's he's, a potential. That
1: type, he's that type of guy. He's that yeah. type of pitcher. He's not a hard thrower. He needs to be have perfect control. He needs to get a lot of ground balls. He's that type of pitcher. But he's got I that He's got that, that
2: wicked slider. Depending what we do mm-hmm. in the off season, he's our number 2 right now, in my opinion. Yeah. Solid. So, but um, he, he'll he'll be our number 3 cuz we getting the guy. We getting him. Yeah, and right, then eventually we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> well, hopefully Thor comes back strong, but we'll see.
0: All right. Little waka, waka, waka. Uh, we projected him at four and four, 3.81 ERA. We, a, a Keith had him at 4.52. I had him at 3.90. Joe at 3.30. Rodriguez at 3.50. And in actuality, he turned in a performance of one win, four losses, a 6.62 ERA. Wow. So, if this was the so person, 3 I, I'd be going on
2: stage. Oh, <laughs> yes. <God. laughs> Come on up. <laughs>
0: You'd be running up there, all happy, hugging, hugging uh, who, can, Drew Carey.
2: After the Yodel game. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so, there it is. I mean, right oh, there. God. Three-fifths of our rotation. <laughs> 5.64, 9.68. This is going into the season. And a 6.62 era. No team can withstand that. And yet... We still managed to get close because our hitting was great. Our our, our, uh, our bullpen kind of got better there at the end with uh, Familia. And we'll get to that. Familia and, and, and all these guys. Uh, David Peterson is one guy that we did not project because we ain't no shit that he was going to be on the team. <laughs> uh, so, but mm-hmm. very promising. Six and two, a 3.44 ERA he pitched like a veteran guy. He, he, he had the aura on the mound. Like I got this, I got this right. Mm -hmm. Am am I wrong on that Rodriguez? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. But I also believe that uh, he wasn't, he was caught by, by, uh, by Nito most of the time. I think, I don't think Ramos was the one that was catching him um, because he showed a lot of poise. I mean, he actually was pitching inside, throwing that curveball inside, throwing that curveball outside, then coming in high, hard with a fastball. Uh, I mean, just moving that ball around, up, up, left, right, down. Um, really, really nice job. Yeah. You know, smart job. And because uh, he doesn't possess like a 97, 98 mile an hour fastball, but when you move the ball around a lot, you do. You throw some changeups, you throw some curves, all speed stuff. You come in with 92, 93 it feels like 97 98 and you strike guys out he doesn't right. need it and i think he had a pretty good strikeout uh, rate uh keith do you know
2: uh his strikeouts uh 49 innings it was uh 40 strikeouts with a rate of 7.2 per 9 which is not bad it's the rookie
0: rookie kid just coming in you know hey it's covid year we need you that that that's basically what happened
2: mm-hmm. and
0: so K- keith Ken, and this is maybe I, I mean if he's grown as a player and as a human being is it time for mats to learn something from the rookie
2: hey listen if you're if you're smart and you really want to succeed you do not place a value on somebody uh, and, and diminish what they can offer you in terms of learning or growing. Uh, everybody has a different perspective. And, yeah, he can learn a lot because he, he, Peterson really held himself on the mound. Um, well, uh, he didn't panic. Um, he handled adversity well. I remember – I forget what it was. It was towards the end of the season. I think he had two or three runners on. He got himself out of an inning. Um, yeah. You know, he, he he did a good job. Where Matt's – he's get runners on. You're like, oh, here we go. The Set the merry-go-round off, um, and, and, you know, you worry. Sometimes Mats gets out, sometimes he doesn't. But, uh, yeah, I think he can learn a lot from Peterson. And I'm yep. sure Peterson can learn from him through his experience, maybe not so much his actions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they they
0: they can have that type of a conversation. And when I said, you know, Matt's, you know, when you see the type of potential head case that he has been over the course of his, you know, relatively short career on the mound – that that's why i asked do you think that he's grown enough as a person as a, and as a player to be able to accept learning from a, a, a you know a kid that just came up i mean when you have a nine point six eight ERA and the kid has a 3.44 era you kind of like forced into saying let me look at what this kid's doing you know it 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 yeah, might not he, be a bad idea
1: he was that kid before he was that yeah. lefty guy that same he was the same guy you know he, the, he tried it a couple of years ago he found the curveball he he was started to pitch uh off speed, moving the but what, ball around a lot.
0: Roderick, I'm sorry to interrupt, but was that the was that the year where he uh, was where he shifted over and he was pitching from the first side of the first base side of the, first of base the rubber? Side,
1: he moved over,
0: and then he got away from that. Wait, yeah. I, I always, I always, you know, when I was when I was playing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was hitting well. I wasn't changing a thing. Not a thing. My foot was going in the same spot in the batter's box. If I was, if I was smoking the ball to right field, because my, my back foot was on the line of the batter's box. Guess what I was doing? Right foot on the line of the batter's box. If I picked so, my nose on the way to the plate, I did it. That. Yes. But it, you know, it, 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 It befuddles me when I see guys doing well because of a change that they made, whether it be something subtle like I'm on the right, on the first base side of the of the of the rubber instead of left side, and then they just get away from that.
1: See, but that that change right there, to me, I would make that change if I wanted to keep my same pitching uh, motion and not change it at all, but hit the outside corner. You know, if I'm on the right side and I want to hit that corner, but I don't want to have to change my pitching the way I'm pitching to throw a little bit more outside, I move over on that and I keep my same pitching motion and automatically I'm going to hit that outside corner, Right. you know, that's, that should be something that's done normally during a game. You know, that's not really changing anything as long as his rotation, if he's throwing like this and all of a sudden he starts throwing like this, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a change, but that movement is just to allocate yourself on corners, and so if you're a batter and you see him coming up to the outside corner, moving over to the first base side, he's going to try and pitch you outside most most, right. most likely. So you get you get yourself ready for that. So that's just something that that's his job. That's what he
0: should be doing. Right. Uh, so for for me, I, you know, I, from a hitting perspective, I enjoyed when a pitcher wasn't doing the exact same thing. You know, time after time that got me out. So for right. for 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 Matt's what, what you know, what I saw and, and I don't have the pitching eyes that you have, Rodriguez, but when he was pitching from the from the first base side of the dugout and he was throwing that that um, that that curveball, it was darting down and into mm-hmm. the right handers. But when he moved back, it was inside. and It was an easy take. Because the pitch the, the curveball's already starting off in the middle of the plate or inside. Right. And, and it's it just, coming it, further it in. It
1: just moves in. The, you, right. you, you can track the, the movement a little right. better. But he was coming outside so that the ball was looking like it was gonna hit that outside corner. Right. And they're gonna go there and it's actually coming in on the exactly. inside of them. Yeah. So that's just pitching location.
0: Yeah.
2: You yeah, know, I, I always to remember as as a kid, you know, hearing uh depending what side of the plate the batter comes up on, you know, you, you, you may shift your position on the rubber um, mm-hmm. to hit those corners a little yep. better, depending where right. they're standing in the box, but not not per pitch because then you, that's a tell. But for yeah. how they come up to the plate, yeah,
0: it's a tell. Mm-hmm. It's a tell, Mr. Gines, Stephen Gines What's up, buddy? Even,
2: um,
0: we'll all right, let's get to the bullpen. We're gonna go quickly on here on the on the bullpen. Uh, Diaz, Diaz. We had him at two and two, a three point two eight ERA, twelve saves. Right, and the twelve saves because I said that. Well, Joe also had him low, six saves. I thought that Lugo was going to take over that role, and obviously the needs, needs of the business. <laughs> uh, he wound up, you know, uh, Lugo wound up in, in the starting rotation. In actuality, and we cannot complain about this at all, he struggled at the start, but Diaz found something, and he was 2-1, and one, a 1.75 ERA. Again, 60-game sample is what it is. That's what we have to go by. Uh, he had six saves and ten chances. Got better as the year went along, uh, but again, those blown saves or you know th- those those type of things kind of kill us. Phil, what's up, buddy? Um, let, let 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 let's go through the the bullpen real quick. Give a couple comments, and then we'll get in jump into the hot stove real quick. Uh, and close this bad boy out. Seth Lugo, we had him at four and two, two point four eight ERA, eleven saves. Again, that was my fault. I skewed that because I had him with the majority of the saves. Uh, he came in at three and four. He became a starter. So you know half the season is in the lever. Then he jumped in the starter role where he kind of struggled. Um, 3 and 4 a 5.15 ERA was his final line uh, in 2020. Dylan Batantis we had him at two and two, a two point seven one ERA, and we were way off. Oh one, a seven point seven one ERA, and the reverse kind of happened with him. Batansis, you know, he had that injury, uh, and he just couldn't. He he couldn't put anything together after that. Uh, he yeah. was so so before, awful after. Mister um, Familia, this might be the one that we were. Closest to, we had him at two and two, a three point six seven ERA. He was two and zero, oh, a three point seven one ERA. Definite, massive improvement from the year before. Huge, um, huge, huge. huge. Uh, Justin Wilson, one and one, a three point four five ERA was our prediction. Actuality was two and one, a three point six six ERA. So we were we were pretty close there also. Uh, Brett Brad Brock, we had him at a four point zero nine ERA. He finished with a five point eight four ERA. Mr. Gazelman, the highest, no, the second highest, thanks to Matt's ERA on the team, 9.64 ERA. Uh, And then some of the guys that we did not have a prediction for because we just didn't see it. Uh, One was a trade, Miguel Castro, uh, who, I I mean, I think think he's got the goods, right? I think his, his stuff is pretty good. Uh, He was when now this is overall between us and and the um, and the Orioles. He was one and two, a four ERA. Uh, Jason Shreve, we cannot I cannot say enough about this guy. No, his ERA didn't finish with what we what what, what he had started with. He finished with a three point nine six ERA, but it's because several times we had to out of necessity keep him out there for five, six innings because the starter went two and a third. So, <laughs> you know, no, no fault there. Sure, and then walka, walka. Erasmo Ramirez. Uh, he pitched very well to a tune of a .63 ERA. Not a ton of innings, but it's a nice, nice start. That's, you know, that that's that's the type of thing that you kind of get started on um, there. So overall, the bullpen was not what we needed it to be. Uh, kudos to Edwin Diaz stepping up. Huge. Shreve was great. Huge. Uh, you know, uh, Familia took a huge step forward. Um, but outside of that, Justin Wilson was, 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 was that guy that, that, that we bring in the lefty who can, Justin Wilson was even more important. Uh, you, you know, in my opinion, because the, the, the rule started where you have to face three guys. So no longer are you that lefty guy that comes mm-hmm. in to pitch one to one guy. You got to be a lefty, which co- will cost some relievers their jobs, because they, they can't get right handers out. And you, you just can't have them go three, four, four batters. Oh, well wow. like, oh, wow. exactly. That that separates <laughs> it, right, Rodriguez. Yep. So um up and down season. Obviously, we were inconsistent most of the season. We had our ups, but mostly our mediocre to downs. Um and you know, in in a sixty game season, it's tough to battle back. Because like you said, Rodriguez. You can have you can have that you know starting stretch of twenty games, and in a normal season that's an eighth of the season. Now this year it was a third of the season, so that mm-hmm. twenty game sample where you you know as a hitter you're batting one ninety, you're gonna have your one ninety stretches. Yeah, always. But it might happen in July. You maybe start off the bat at three sixty two, and then you finish the year at two ninety. But you've had those stretches of ups and downs, and in a sixty-game season, it's just not there. Uh, and those teams that, like the Marlins, who were forced to start nineteen pitchers, nineteen different pitchers, in twenty some odd games—you know—teams have never seen those guys. So it's an asterisk year. It's a weird, weird, uh, weird season. Uh, but that's the way it went for us, and uh, that's the way the uh, cookie crumbles, right?
1: Suck it up, Buttercup.
0: All right. All l- right let's... There, Bruce Almighty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let, let's get to a uh, real quick couple things here. Uh, you know, this is just our first offseason uh, special. Um, and, you know, we, we get into season four starting next year. Uh, but uh, yesterday we signed Trevor May, uh, this guy who is a part of a fantastic bullpen over in Minnesota. And, you know, like kind of like what we spoke about last week. It, it might not be our top priority. bullpen is is a is a high no. priority, but but is huge. The dominoes might not fall in the, in 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 you know our priority list. So it might not be starting pitcher, center fielder, catcher, you know, or or and whatever it might be. But you know, this front office without AGM right now sign one of the best relievers that were available free Mm agent-wise. Now, I shared that out to a multitude of, of groups that you might be watching on right now. Most of it was positive, but you still got that Wilpon regime thoughts of us picking up these supposed great relievers and them shitting the bed. So my thought on this is very positive guy, top seven in the major leagues uh, and you think about all the relievers that are in the major leagues right now, especially last year, uh, in, in K rate, ERA is solid. And he's been great since he's time. And this is the big thing here. He already got his Tommy John out of the way.
2: <laughs> well done.
0: So, uh, Keith, what, what what are your thoughts on the Trevor May signing?
2: I think it was a great signing. Uh, a guy who is proven, um, he was undefeated last year. one to know? Uh, but he – I mean, a high strikeout rate, 14.7. He's, he, I, I see him as a great number – or seven-inning pitcher coming in and setting the pace for Lugie and then Diaz. Hopefully, everybody's in order to pitch that way. Um, I, I love it. Uh, it's a major, major issue on our team. I think probably last year and a year before, hands down, the biggest issue – uh, yeah. And there's a lot of issues, but that bullpen has been the biggest issue. And Tremendous this is a, issues. Tremendous. And this is a solid signing. Very happy with it. So, yeah, can, uh, Rodriguez,
0: do you, can you see a scenario mm-hmm. lined up right now, as, as is with the advancements that Familia made last year? And Lugo, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with him, but I Open. have that feeling he's, gonna go to he's going to go back to the bullpen. That combination, can the Mets now have – a six inning game where you even if a starter goes, uh, you know, five innings, let's just say, you know, which is a travesty. Hmm. Familia, May, Lugo. Diaz. One inning a pop. You can really cut it down to a five inning. Like it's not the it's not the best scenario in the world. But if a pitcher is going to go five innings with a four to one lead, let's throw that out there. Can you see a scenario where you just lock it down? You got these four guys out there, and they can't go every day.
1: That's the but dream. that could be a
0: lockdown, right?
1: That's that's the dream for your bullpen, right? That's why bringing this guy in is very important. It's important because he brings a level of competition up. You know, he's a guy who's in this, who's an established reliever now. His his fastball went up last year, and I think it's been going up for the last couple of years. It's his uh, miles per hour on his fastball. So and and you could see he th- I saw him pitching in a in a little video clip. The guys throwing ninety eight. High and tight. I mean it was very nice. So you nasty movement like on the that, slider too. Nasty movement. You, you bring a guy like that in to compete because we really have maybe what, twenty bullpen guys now? I saw the I saw a list the other day of the of the possible bullpen guys that we have. And it's twenty guys and at least fifteen of them for real can be on the team as bullpen guys. So there's a lot of competition there. You're building a team. Yeah, 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 you're filling it up, up all the holes you can until you bring in the big fish, and that's what we're going to bring in. We're going to bring in the big fish, guys. Watch, at least for, two, maybe two of them.
0: For, you know, for, for sure, we've got holes to fill. We've got, you know, we're we're no longer hamstrung. So it, it, you know, it's weird to see the headlines of agents are waiting for Mets to set the tone, which we have not heard yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, you got the Romuto. You got the um, uh, what's that guy's kid's uh, name over in in uh, with the White Sox, uh, the catcher, James, James McCann. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, an an interesting article on MetsJunkies.com uh, a, a little while ago compared McCann and and Realmuto and the dollar amount where what what this team used to look like. Look at you know McCann you can get for. Two years, twenty million. Uh, remuto you're probably gonna have to spend five years, one hundred twenty-five million. Yeah. But just look at the no, the comparison. I, you know, there. You know, some Mets fans out there are okay settling with with McCann. Uh, some, you know, we're, we're kind of weary. We, we all are uh, kind of weary about him wanting to be in New York. Uh, but at the end of the day, if he if he's okay with being in New York, you go and get Remuto. He he he's he, he dominates the, um, all the stats, every single stat, for the most part, uh, he, he dominates. Um, he's younger than McCann, uh, and he's got more experience than McCann, which is you know, not necessarily the way it usually works out, but that, that, that is the case. So, and in, in the case of both of them, you get that guy who can call a game. And who might, you know, to your point, Rodriguez might be able to to get Mats out of that funk, uh, might be able to take Peterson to that next level, right? And most importantly, keep Cygram happy. Uh, and most you important. know, think back a couple of years now when when uh, fans were getting all over Thor for saying that he wanted not to pitch to Ramos. Now, I mean, we we, we knew it then that Ramos was not the greatest of catchers. Last year was even, you know. Yeah, but it's he,
1: the saying it out to the public. Yeah. that's the bad
0: part. Well, what what was it that he said it out to the public, or that that Mets organization, the that, that leadership, allowed that to leak? So it's it's you know, it, you know, it, it it's kind of twofold, right? Uh, and and then Keith, to you know, to your point a little bit earlier on, the comfort level is what's most important. I don't care who this who any pitcher wants to wants to throw to. It's the comfort level in, in you know, in my opinion. If if Thor is more comfortable and he pitches to a two point three O ERA when he pitches to Nito, you know, even if we get real Muto, if he wants to pitch to Nito and he's got a two point oh two ERA and he's got a, a nice win loss record I do not I I d I don't I don't see the issue there. Uh, but it'd be nice to have a catcher that that can be, you know, the offensive guy and the defensive guy and not guy. you know, pass balls every let me. Oh, I got, I got to move over three inches. I can't catch the ball.
2: Now, I think getting Rio Muto is uh, a bigger win than McCann. McCann uh, is a solid player, of course, right? But um, he, he pitches, excuse me, he catches a little over 100 games, which is solid. Um, not including last year 118, 118, 106, 105, 114. But if you look at Rio Muto, he's out there all the time. Going back to 2015, um, make sure I'm looking at the right player here. He, he has caught, uh, going backwards from 2019, 145 games, 125, 141, 137, 126. So he's on the field a little bit more. Um, the the guy has a gold glove. Um, when he first got to Philadelphia, it was that uh, that full year, I think it was there, in 2019, I think he threw out something like 47% of the base runners. Um, and the pitcher seemed to fare pretty well under him. I hear no complaints. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, you know, the guy the guy and I think it's a big win for the Mets in terms of I think we lost out. I think we settled with Buffalo. Um, getting this guy would be a big win and kind of make a statement to baseball. We're the Mets and this is what we're doing now. Yep. We're we're a different organization. Uh we kinda of need that statement. Trevor May was a great pickup, but we need a statement pickup. I hate to say it, but
0: for sure. No, I, I'm 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 with you, but a statement, you know, not not going out and just signing the big name just because. This 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 is a this signing him to a let's say a 5-year $125 million contract not only is it a statement but it is you are getting the best catcher in baseball thinking about both sides uh, both sides of the ball defense 47% that's unheard of and our pitchers suck at holding runners on thor is terrible that long delivery this will help um all right, so, so you know, uh, then, you, then you got your, your, your you know, okay, this was a great signing, Trevor May. Let's go get that other Trevor. And, you know, Trevor Bauer is going to draw a ton of interest. You know, he's getting interest now. You know, I mentioned the freaking Padres last week, and now the Padres are, are, are jumping in there. Um, but I don't think that, you know, all things being equal and, you know, guys wanting to go here and there. All things being equal, I don't think that, you know, the Padres can't compete with the New York market. It is it's not a it's not a thing. It's not yeah. You know, it's not realistic. Not it's anymore. Been, it's, the Mets name right. has,
2: other than the media saying we should get him and the fans, um there really has been much rumor surrounding Trevor Bauer and the Mets. Only a couple other teams such as the I think the Blue Jays Blue, J- Blue Jays, J- Jays are like kinda of going all over the place, right? <laughs> <laughs> they are
0: Blue Jays want Springer. They want Bauer. So and and, and they're and they're willing to spend money. Not
2: being out there, you know why? Because it means the organization's being quiet. Uh they're not sending out leaks and and nonsense. Um, you know, old regimes, you would hear tons of rumors. So I, I'm okay with the silence behind the scenes, but I I want to see the action. I want to see us at least make a bid to get this guy. Winter meetings is coming up in four days, three or four days, folks. It's gonna be interesting. All right, two, two more things
0: I want to get to and then we'll close this bad boy out. So uh, we are without a bench coach right now. Who, Hensley Mullins is gone. Who do you want to see as the bench coach? I, I'm not sure if you guys have given it a thought, uh, but I've seen some names kind of dangled out there. But who would you guys like to see, much in the way as we did a couple years ago with the pitching coach, um, who would you like to see as the bench coach?
1: You know, you know a name I heard the other day that kind of made me think. I wouldn't mind to see him back in the organization, even though I never really liked him. But he did a really good. He, I think he did a good job. Willie Randolph. I, I think he got the short end of the stick a little bit, really.
2: He did a great
0: when, job
1: when he was on yeah. the Mets. He did get yeah. kind
0: of screwed there, getting fired I, overnight.
1: Yeah, I know. It was a little ridiculous, but I, I think with his experience and his demeanor and the way he carries himself, I think he'd be a really good bench coach uh, and he would help um, – Our current manager. They did to him
2: what Cespedes did to us. Fired him basically. Basically. (laughs) Yeah, it was. three a.m. on a
1: West Coast trip.
2: I know. I know. So (laughs) I
1: doubt. I doubt he would come back after that. Well, with new ownership
2: and new regime, he may. Yeah, I know. And and honestly, he did a good job with us, Rodriguez. I I, thought he did a very good job.
1: Yeah, and and he he, for being a skanky, even though he was a Met for a couple of years, but he was still skanky at the end of the day.
2: That's an interesting name. Mm-hmm. And I see. I see Phil and Steven mentioning Fonzie. I would love to see Fonzie, but the reason why I'm I'm saying I don't think Fonzie, or I would re- prefer not Fonzie in that position anyway, is you, you want somebody a little seasoned because Rojas, I know he has a lot of coaching experience, he's a lot yeah. of he has pedigree. Um,
1: you know, it's an you advisory want somebody, position.
2: Yeah, you, know? you want somebody next to him who's. Been there, done that, been around a, been around the league a little bit. I mean, I would love to see Terry Collins, but that's not going to happen. He's retired. Um, he just retired. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm just giving you who I would love to yeah, see. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah, um, I honestly don't know. I mean, uh, are we going to uh, bring somebody up or bring somebody back who's been with the organization? Uh, who, who's looking for a job? You know, it comes down to a lot of different David
1: things. Baby Johnson.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a little too old, too. How <laughs> <What laughs> <only> old is <laughs> <does> he now? <laughs> All he has to do is
1: sit. I mean, look at, Dust- look at Dusty Baker. Now his name fits his age. He's so old, he's Dusty. I mean, and, you know, still he coaching. never does anything. And he's still coaching. And he never wins the big one. Or, no. Or
2: dusty. Bad for and he's been there with the Giants. I know. And, I mean, he's he's gotten there. He takes every team. He takes yeah, he, every team there. Man. He just uh, never gets over yeah. that edge. Um, uh, well, so. Uh,
0: he'd be a uh, good uh, bench uh,
2: coach. I don't know if Dasher was going to let him go, though.
0: I, well, I, I he, so
1: never no, mind. Uh, well, I, I I
0: do like the Fonzie. I, I do like the Fonzie talk. Uh, I mean, yes, you want a more experienced guy there. Maybe uh, he did take the you know the, the 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 Brooklyn team to a championship. That doesn't give him you know the right to become a, a bench coach in the major leagues. Uh, but I I th- I think he's got the baseball IQ to do it. I think he's got the potential to do it. I don't know if this team wants to make a, you know, this owner wants to make a bigger splash than an Eduardo Alfonso. Um, he could be a third base coach. I mean, because you going to be getting cool. new coaches.
2: I would love to see Fonzie back in the organization. He like, could I, play third base still, probably. I, I think Brody <laughs> and, and the team did him wrong. They did Fonzie wrong.
0: Yeah, I, I uh, hated uh, that.
2: I would, yeah, he was let go. Um, or 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 you can see a, a, like a Wally Backman. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, how Dykstra. about a how about a Lenny Dykstra?
0: <laughs> Just bring it all back. Ray hey, you, hey, you bring in <laughs> Lenny Dykstra. That that should make some great commentary with Ron Darling, right? <laughs> oh,
2: Keith Hernandez. Keith only
0: Hey, Keith Hernandez could be the 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 home bench coach, and Fonzie can be the road bench coach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, well, wait. Real quick, I know. Yeah. I know we're up against it. We're running kind of over, but a name I was looking at is a really interesting name for a free agency is uh, Tejuan Walker. He's a free agent this year. Well,
1: Nobody's talking the, uh, about him from the Rays.
0: Uh, Taiwan Walker. He played for the Seattle, right?
2: He was on Seattle. Seattle, and, and I think they traded him. I got it right now. Listen,
0: we 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 want to send Toronto. people to Seattle. We don't usually.
2: And well, he's listen. He's only. No, 20. hold
0: on. The, the last time we got somebody from Seattle, he tested positive for steroids. Okay.
2: okay. This guy, this guy, <laughs> off Tommy John. Uh, he had his Tommy John, and he's got out of the way. I believe he did. I have to look into that. Um, he's only 27, and before he got hurt, he was fairly solid. I mean, he's got a lot of potential. Throw him on that as the six slash five starter.
1: You don't really want to get Tommy John. I know you guys think it's like, oh,
2: he got it out of the way. Rejuvenated. It's not like, it's not like he clipped his nails and he, and,
1: and, and, and he had a manicure. Tommy John is dead serious stuff. You don't no, really know. No, I know,
2: but in today's baseball, it's like, you got to get it out of the way. Uh, uh, it, is, it is a legitimate question. Has he had Tommy John? Is he a hard thrower? Has he had Tommy John yet? It's a legitimate question. It is.
0: It is. No, for sure, because, you know, you would like to get it out of the way. All right. Um <laughs> love you guys. Um all right, so we uh, we we're, we're, we're going to close out here, but uh before before we do, I found a little interesting uh article here and we we could talk about it for a quick 2-3 minutes here. Uh it is part of the old regime, so this is kind of like the sage we're getting rid of all this shit. Mm. The five worst yeah, trades. That the Mets have ever made in the month of December. So this is, so Great this show, is
2: all positive, all <laughs> stuff. Let's it, end it on a no, good no. Job, let's Raj. let's end it as milk as
0: fun. This is fun. How all right.
2: you? It's,
0: fun. it's gonna be fun for everybody.
2: Hey, I, I, I walked ten miles. Not a single problem. <laughs> Get home, stub my toe, and break it on the edge of the bed. That's Ooh. fun. So let,
0: let, so let let me ask you a question. So Kev, uh, Kevin Mitchell gets traded, right, to the San Diego Padres. But we get Kevin Mitchell back. This is this is one that's in the worst trades uh, area, on, according to this article. But Kevin McReynolds was our all-time left fielder when we did that in season one, two years ago. Uh, all right, let let let's let's do this because I Kevin I know Mitchell
2: that did you hear stories about him. He was a nut. That's probably why we got rid of who? him. who
0: Kevin Mitchell. Yeah. It was a, yeah. Well, hey, you got to be crazy to catch a, a ball bare handed over your right shoulder. Yeah. About, about the crash of uh, the wall.
2: Bad Boys of Baseball, I think it was. Or some other books and about matches. It Mads- was
1: definitely one of them. Yeah. Tough guy. It's a tough guy.
2: Oh, yeah. Him and Dara Strawberry were the first ones you went on the field if you got into a team fight.
1: We're going to fight this year again because we're going to be good. Why?
2: I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible.
1: Stop promoting violence, Farachi.
0: <laughs> all right so uh the, the the first one is december 3rd 1969 the mets made the poor decision to trade amos otis and bob wow. johnson to the kansas city royals for superstar joe foy yeah yeah
1: amos o- didn't amos otis play play like uh 10 years center field outfield for them he played then? 14
0: season with the royals <laughs> all five-time all-star yeah. Two gold yeah. gloves, led the leagues in doubles three times, I and 1971, led the league in stolen bases with
2: 52.
1: I remember watching him, yeah. Against the skankies. Number four.
2: He's, he's the 1969 version of Kalenic. <laughs> Don't say that.
0: <laughs> Kalenic's going to crash and burn. Number four. Roberto Alomar. I don't know next.
1: What? <laughs> no, the, spitter? the spitter?
0: The spitter? The he spat on an umpire. He
1: spat on an umpire. You know what it is to spit in a man's face? That's death.
0: Basically. In two seasons with the New York Metropolitans, uh point, Roberto yeah. Alomar went uh hit two sixty five, thirteen total home runs. Wow. And then wow. he got traded to the uh White Sox. Yeah. All right. Next yeah. up. Nothing to say upon that. Next up, same season. Move on, baby. Oh, wonderful. Another. I was another at the lazy. game where he
2: hit the I'll paint your house for free sign on the scoreboard.
0: On the scoreboard. It was a Sunday yeah. night game. It was phenomenal. It was great. That's uh, it,
1: about it. That's the highlight.
0: This this happened in two thousand December 27, 2001. He did not play at all in 2001. And yet we still traded for him. And We're this was the so that was the offseason that Steve Phillips was desperate after coming out of that um out of that World Series team, taking a dip in 2001. Yeah. <clears throat> uh 2002 he did hit 26 home runs. Bat, bat at
2: 259.
0: <clears throat> uh the following Wait, season How much did
1: he weigh? <laughs> 375. put in his weight as one of the stats.
0: Wait, the next the next year he he played 27 Games and he did not hit his weight. He hit 191 with three home runs.
1: Dude, if he hits his weight, he's a freaking Hall of Famer. So don't worry about it.
0: And then we paid <laughs> in 2004. We paid him 17 million dollars to not play. All right, uh, number two. This 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 one stung. Uh, Mets trade Mike Scott, who went on to mm. torment the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he pitched for the Astros for nine years, won 110 games, a 3.30 dude, ERA.
1: Dude, he was never near as good with the Mets uh, until he nope. got that. He was able to cut that that ball, you know, slice it up and stuff. I,
2: I don't know what number one is, but can I take a wild guess? Yes, please do that. It's a, uh amazing all-time strikeout leader pitcher from Texas. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. It's
0: got to be. The worst trade. God's Come on, saying. we got superstar Jim Fregosi back in that deal, baby. What he hit? 232. Tw- oh, 232 gosh. in his first year. Gosh. And then he, so <laughs> this happened December 10th, wow. 1971. Team traded four players to the Angels. Oh my four God. players, including seven-time no-hit machine. 5,700 strikeouts. Nolan Ryan Pretty for Jim Fregosi. Better. Jim Fergosi went on to hit 232 in his first year with the Mets, 234 the following year, and um, it's out of baseball. Manager. Parted away, Parted ways after that. <laughs> Nolan um, Ryan
2: is hands down one of the most amazing pitchers to ever live. But uh, so let, let, okay, yeah. let, let's okay, do,
0: let's let's do this, and then we'll that's close it that's out. That's how you end that. In <laughs> in in 2020, if you got a pitcher. Who is twenty nine and thirty eight all time three point five eight ERA six walks per nine innings? What do you do?
1: What do you give him twenty five million dollars to come pitch for you? Is,
0: <laughs> Wait, is that what you do? I mean th- that that that's what that's the career that he accumulated before being traded. So it's hard. It's kind of hard to fault the Mets there. Because he was not... I mean, well, six I walks
2: say, I won't say so about the Mets, because look what, look what happened immediately after. 1972, he had a 2.2 ADRA. He got it down to five walks burning, And then 10.4 strikeouts. Well, 10.4 okay, so, let, uh, so let's Mets, just say that he didn't have the vision. That,
0: let's oh. just say the Mets didn't have the vision to see what Nolan Ryan could have been. They, they didn't have the right people in place. Baseman. They didn't have the right pitching coach. I don't even know who the pitching coach was back then. They wanted um, a third
1: baseman bad. That was their deal. They wanted to have a third baseman that they could keep there for years and years, and for Gosey was was they thought was going to be the guy. So they were they had to give up a talent like, you know, a uh, uh, Nolan Ryan. Unfortunately, you know, they had to give up a talent like Nolan Ryan. <laughs>
0: that just didn't that just didn't work out. And Stephen mm-hmm. Gines, yeah, worst trade ever was Tom Seaver. Yeah, I, it just oh. didn't happen in December. So yeah. that's why I wasn't part of that list. But that's that is how true. we will close out this bad
2: boy. Um, on a sour note, thanks.
0: On a sour, sour note. Yeah, what's up with that?
2: What's up with that? Typical Ferracci fashion.
0: The Hurricane, remember him? In my milk. No. I don't poop in your milk. You were, you've were. you been Mr. Pooping Milk lately. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh. All right, uh, so this has been our very first 2020-2021 off-season special. We'll continue throughout the off-season.
2: Wait, what was last uh, week?
0: Last week was the final episode of uh, Season three.
2: 3. Oh, okay. I thought last week was the first episode of the off season. No, last no, no. Week no. Was the,
1: what? I thought it was what Keith said.
2: Yeah.
0: No. Right. So uh, we'll continue with this on the offseason. We, we expect to have a shit ton of news to cover uh, in the offseason. Uh, Steve, thanks. Uh, all you guys, uh, Phil, uh, Manny... The Cousins, Stephen and Manny. Uh, Diana, we appreciate you. Mr. Laris, we appreciate you. Frank, Terzio, uh, we appreciate you and everybody else for watching uh, today. Thanks, Phil. Uh, says good job. We did a good job today, yeah. mm. uh,
2: Producer Joe kind of bar- bailed Ar- on us. Tell me Barry Horowitz. Uh, yeah, where bar-
0: did
2: he go, bar- Joe? He had to go?
0: He, he had to go. Oh. He had to maybe, go. Maybe, maybe he had some of that, uh, that strong coffee. I'm not he sure.
1: had to go produce that JLo concert. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, now there's Diana. the poop and milk to end. <laughs> talk about J Lo. All right, uh, Diana, nice, uh, great to listen to you guys. We appreciate that uh, as always. Um, is that a Mets hat? That better be a Mets hat on him. That better be a Mets hat. All right. So we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. We might, you know, as this as the off season goes on, we might take a week off depending on what's going on uh, on the on the hot stove front, but. We'll try to get out to you guys as much as possible. Uh, round robin, real quick. Rodriguez, any closing thoughts here?
1: Have patience, Met fans. Uh, we're gonna get a couple of free agents. We got the money, and this guy wants to win. He owns the Mets, Mookie Wilson, Billy Buckner, baseball.
0: He owns. Oh, that wasn't that hilarious?
1: House. Think about it. Is he a Met fan or what? Let's what? Talk.
0: But wasn't that hilarious? So, as uh, somebody on Twitter said, you know, the Mets should get the Bill Buckner baseball. And he responded to them saying, I wonder who has it. And then in the interview with Gelbsy last week, he was like, yeah, I bought it four months ago, $400,000. And he's going to put it in the the Mets museum. I think that is phenomenal. And and at this point, being a Mets fan, that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Keith, closing thoughts. What do you think, man?
2: Uh, I'm excited. I want to see winter meetings. I'm I'm hoping – Winter meetings always generates a lot of talk, a lot of rumors. I'm hoping our name is in everything. I want to get excited about everything. Uh, You know, it's something that we don't normally get to experience. So uh, Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go, Mets.
1: I want to see these jerseys again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god with the the jersey talk with the black jerseys yeah, everybody wants girl. it back who cares?
0: I do I like, like the black jersey though I
2: like it too but who cares Every now and then black every and now and the then field. I don't care what you go out there in a purple jersey mm. don't care just get on the field and win mm. orange and, orange
0: and the blue colors.
2: let's They're let's not
0: go blue. purple blue. Keith I you know I'm Does I'm, I'm against you on that I'm against you on the purple
2: purple stands for royalty so let's go purple All right
0: all right, my closing uh, statement here is head over to popculturepros.com where you can get your full fix of all things pop culture. Join us in the Facebook group. Join us in all the, you know, the Facebook fan page, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, if you head yeah, over to the website right now, popculturepros.com, uh, you'll see reviews for the Christmas Chronicles part two. You'll see uh, a giveaway for "I'm Your Woman," an Amazon exclusive. Yes, you. Uh, So, so that's gonna that's gonna be going up real
2: quick. Uh, Yeah, Roger, did you see the post? Ferracci goes. He put up the thing about "I'm Your Woman," but it was a picture of him. (laughs) Yeah, that's why it's a YouTube video. A bearded woman.
1: I'm I'm
0: your woman. Be pretty
1: hot. Some guys like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, that's another one where there's a review up from Dan Skip Allen G. I did the one from Christmas Chronicles. Uh, a couple more reviews coming up. I am in Christmas, the process yes. of watching Selena. Mm. Selena's uh, the um, the uh, the series that's going to come out on Netflix starting on Friday. So I'm, I'm a little bit of way through there. So I'll get a review up there tomorrow. Uh, but two more contests to come. I'm not going to name them here, uh, but the contest will come up uh, probably tomorrow, later on. Uh, and that's it. Check out they the NFL it. picks and all that good stuff. Uh, but good show, fellas. Appreciate you guys, as always. I think we make a phenomenal team.
1: I think we do.
0: I think we should be the next radio uh, crew for the New York Metropolitans. What do you think? I
2: agree.
0: I'm Yeah? Oh, man. Howie's almost at the at the uh, tail end, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I would come up
2: with you, say anything, and
1: one little, shove, off. one little shove, one little shove, one little.
0: Just get you know. hey, 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 look, if we got to move back to New York just for that, let's do it. Done. That's the Done. only reason I move back. I'm giddy going... up, giddy up, giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We <laughs> will talk to you next week. Thanks for the participation, and we'll talk to you uh, next week throughout the week as we get some news uh, as it comes. Peace out. Peace out.